Hey, welcome to the Play, Move, Improve podcast. You're listening to Robin Papworth. I'm a mum of three little ones, an exercise physiologist, developmental educator and early learning speaker. I'll be empowering you to set up engaging play activities to improve children's development, health and learning outcomes. Thank you for listening. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that I don't usually talk about. It's a topic that can sometimes be awkward for some of us mums in particular to chat about and that topic is toileting. Usually in regards to toileting I work with children who have developmental delay, autism, cerebral palsy, sensory challenges. With my own uh, family at home I'm currently in the challenges of toileting with my daughter Phoebe and we're trying to delicately support her with her toileting without guilt, without shame. It is a frustrating journey that we have been on. Um, I always pride myself with my work at Play Move Improve is that I'm authentic, I'm honest and toileting has been a real challenge um, for my family as it can impact how we are interacting out in the community. Um, Still, my daughter's seven and still taking change of underwear to and from people's houses. It's always in my car, it's at the shops. I just wanted to talk to you about our journey because I know it's a common journey. I know that a large number of children really struggle with this. Some of my beautiful friends have provided so much encouragement as their children have also struggled with this. So my strategies for Phoebe, I just wanted to share with you Of course, um, it may not work for everyone. I was very lucky to consult with an occupational therapist who helped me sort out and help Phoebe with her toileting. Um, So I just want to share that with you today. The key sensation that I feel Phoebe struggles with is a sensation called interoception. And it's a sensation that I see, you know, once you're a parent and you see it in your children, I can't unsee it. I even worked with a little boy in kindergarten last week with his poor interoception and his toileting challenges because I could see, even though now Phoebe's seven, I could see similar behaviours as this little man is four. So I just wanted to share with you what I see. What I saw very early on in Phoebe is that she didn't have an understanding of when she was hungry, thirsty, when she's wet and not just in regards to when she's wet or soiled herself in the bathroom but even in regards to when she's playing outside and her sleeves are wet, when she's running around outside and her socks are wet or her shoes are wet. We just never really had that understanding that her body was cold, hot, wet. So during um, the social isolation lockdowns I met online with a beautiful occupational therapist and I just started asking questions like what could we be doing here? What am I missing? Because even though I'm an allied health professional, I don't know everything when it comes to children's development. So I was really lucky to speak with an occupational therapist to explain that this amazing sensation called interoception can be so incredible for children and us, but it can also cause a little bit of havoc. So there's a whole YouTube video on interoception. If you need, just message me and I can send you the link, but I'll give you a basic idea of what it is. Interoception is what we call an internal sensation. It's a sensation that tells us what's happening inside our body. Where, for example, we have a sensation called tactile, what we feel on the outside. So right now I'm in freezing cold Melbourne and my skin feels cold on the outside with the wind that's blowing through. I also have this skill, this sensation called interoception, which is telling me what that cold breeze is. You know, that cold breeze is a cold wind, so now my body feels cold. 
And then it starts to teach my brain what I need to do about it. So when I feel cold sitting here with the cold wind on my skin, I need to get a jumper on. It also does the opposite in the summer. You know, when I'm sweaty and I'm getting hot, my interoception tells my body, oh, you're feeling hot. My tactile sensation starts to tell my body that you're feeling sweaty. And these two sensations really work together to go, hmm, I need to take my jumper off in the summer, put my jumper on in the winter. What I notice with children like Phoebe is she still to this day at seven needs to be reminded of putting on or taking off a jumper. What I do now is I use different language with her. So I go, oh, Phoebe, I can see that your face is really red. Your cheeks are so rosy. When my body feels warm, my cheeks get really rosy and my face feels really red. And what I'm trying to do is get her just to even connect with what her face currently feels like and try and connect with those words of, oh, my face feels hot. Because some children with poor interoception skills just don't even know that their face is warm or that their hands are warm. So a lot of the language that we're using still is, oh, Phoebe, I can see that your sleeves are wet. Do your sleeves feel wet and cold on your wrists? Trying to connect her to her own body. We've come a long way. So when she was in four-year-old kinder, start of school, she wouldn't have even known that her sleeves were wet. Where When she came home just two weeks ago, I got really excited because she came home and I said, oh, are you hot? Because you know, it's warm outside. She goes, no, mum, I'm not hot because my sleeves are wet. I'm like, oh, hallelujah. She knows her sleeves are wet. Where before she had no idea. So when we're talking about toileting sometimes, if she has no idea that her sleeves are wet, then she wouldn't have recognised that her underwear was wet. And that was the challenge we always had. Now, it's very delicate to talk to children about toileting especially in front of their peers because Phoebe knew that her body was doing something different I started getting frustrated with her toileting coming home wet sitting wet because she didn't want to get changed not that she didn't want to even you know I have to be careful what I say just then she didn't know to get changed so sometimes in this parenting frustration we can you saw you know you heard me do it just then she doesn't want to do it well she doesn't know to do it so we have to have this really delicate relationship with she doesn't she didn't recognize that she was wet so she didn't have that recognition of oh i need to get changed similar to she didn't recognize that she was hot so she didn't recognize or tell herself i need to take my jumper off so activities that we've done a lot with phoebe is working with dry and wet sponges now that sounds bizarre i also did this with the little boy last week in kindergarten phoebe didn't know which sponge is wet or dry now we take this for granted because how do you not know like pick up the sponge and you can tell that it's wet or dry unless it was significantly soaking and dripping and one was bone dry phoebe couldn't feel the difference in the sponges in her hands Similar to when I would let her feel her clothes before I put them on the line, we had to really work on that. Are these clothes wet out of the washing machine or are these clothes dry? We worked on it in a fun, playful way. So I would get her to help me with the washing and I would be silly and I'd pretend to put you know, dry washing on the washing line and then wet washing in the basket. And we tried to make it playful. Even with our daily chores, all of my three children have a daily chore. I just set Phoebe up to have that daily chore as washing and drying the dishes, 
or wiping down the table. So every day she'd feel when the table felt wet or the sponge felt dry or when we were drying the plastic dishes, she could see and feel when the plastic bowl was no longer wet because we dried it with the tea towel. Even also feeling that after a load of dishes, the tea towel was now wetter than what it was before. And we start to feel and connect with that. Over time, we are coming a long way with Phoebe's toileting. Now, she's nowhere near, I believe, ready for nighttime. I haven't even pushed to worry about toileting overnight time and keeping herself dry overnight time. I haven't made a big deal out of it yet. I know she's seven. I know some children can take up until they're 12 to have that. I haven't given her the pressure of worrying about that yet. I feel like I will know once her nappies in the morning are dry, or at the moment they're, they're not. So I think it's also very child dependent, you know, individual of each child. I toileted my twins who are now 10. Within a week, I felt like they were toilet trained. But then overnight, it took until they were four. I've now got Phoebe who's seven. Like they're so different in what they their developmental level is. Phoebe is advanced in other areas of her development that my children, my twins, aren't developed in. So I think it's really important that we don't try and put an age on it. We more try and look at, well, where is she finding this challenging? And for Phoebe, it was interoception. And how can we support her with that? Of course, we still get frustrated. I'm starting to get frustrated now where, for example, if she's watching TV or playing on her iPad, she'll often have accidents and that's when I start to go Phoebe is that because we didn't want to stop a show or to stop an iPad and you know we're getting into that phase now where sometimes it can be a choice to not recognize her body so little things I do with that is just making sure that we think about we listen to our body and if we need to go to the toilet before we go on the iPad or before I play a movie, we do that. I have to be very careful not to make her go too much. So the occupational therapist, you know, pulled me up, which is good. I like to be pulled up where I need to because I was making her bladder overactive. I was sending her to the toilet too much because I was so nervous of these accidents. So I was getting that bladder to empty too frequently. So we backed off on that and tried to just go connect with your tummy you know, feel your tummy. Sometimes I even get her to put her hand on her tummy. So she has that mind-body connection. Put your hand on your tummy, on her actual skin to skin, not just on her t-shirt, but you know, quickly just put it on your tummy. Can you feel if it's empty or full? And that's starting to help. Every child's, of course, different. So please see an occupational therapist if you're having challenges with toileting. I found it so amazingly beneficial, even for little things like Phoebe still sucks her thumb at night time. And again, not going to push her out of that. That's self-soothing for her. It's not bothering any of us. Her teeth are fine. You know, sometimes we get keep going, oh, well, by age three or by age four, we have to stop this sort of behavior. It's not impacting anyone. It's not impacting her health. It's not, you know, impacting any of her dental. We've already had that checked. So I think sometimes we have to just hold up. <laughs> but what we did notice was... Sometimes when we suck on our thumb, the occupational therapist is explaining that this can stimulate our bladder. So what we've done instead is we've just made sure that during the day we keep her hands busy with all these different sensory experiences. And then at night, we just know that that will be something that we will work on when I feel or we feel Phoebe is developmentally ready, not when a guideline on a maternal health checklist or a guideline on Google tells me that my child should be ready. 
Another thing that I also want to say that really helped with Phoebe's journey was we often just assume that children know differences in temperature. So Phoebe would sometimes often soil herself and not recognise it because, you know, urine is warm. But if we don't know that it's warm, what's the difference between getting our sleeves wet in cold water play and then urinating in our underwear with warm water if we don't understand the difference? And I feel like Phoebe, for a while there, didn't understand the difference of warm water, cold water, water on my body, water not on my body. So another fun activity that we did, which I feel helped Phoebe along her journey, is I would put her favourite toys in the freezer and get her to tell me whether they're frozen or solid. Or I would freeze her favourite toys in ice blocks and we would play with the ice blocks until the ice melted and start to talk about is the ice still frozen or melted. And I felt like that connection really helped for Phoebe in a play-based way. What worked for my client last week and we'll keep working on it is we put Play-Doh in a freezer. Some of his Play-Doh in the freezer, some of his Play-Doh on the table. And although at four yet he wasn't able to tell me which piece of Play-Doh was frozen or cold and which piece of Play-Doh was warm, he actually said they're the same. We'll still work on that. You know, we'll keep working on, keep providing really frozen cold items, maybe warm up a little bit of Play-Doh to a safe temperature and then start to just ignite and excite that sensation. And, and although we might keep making errors and we might not get it right the first time, we just keep providing the opportunity to learn and practice that skill. And that's what I feel like has helped Phoebe come a really long way over the last few years. And while I haven't always got it right, and I've become frustrated, that frustrated parent, because I'm you know, changing another pair of underwear and another pair of pants, I just hope that I've made it as playful as we could and I have kept her self-esteem really high so it hasn't become impacting on her self-esteem. And that's all we can really do as a parent. So I hope that my story helps someone else in a similar situation. Key takeaway from today would be contact an occupational therapist about toileting challenges. They have a range of different amazing ideas. One thing before I go, (laughs) I never have a script for these, so I always forget until I'm just about to press stop. One thing before I go, and it was really interesting listening to Phoebe in kindergarten, and I know that this can affect some other people in kindergarten, is Phoebe has always been really nervous about showing her body in front of other people. You know, I noticed my 10-year-olds have only just been starting to sort of be concerned about getting undressed in front of us or having a shower without us helping them with the shower, etc. But Phoebe started this type of behaviour from four and five years of age. So what was happening in the kindergarten is obviously we know for safety we have to have big perspex windows to be able to see the children while they're using the bathroom. But this really impacted Phoebe's nervousness with using the bathroom. She didn't want to use the bathroom because she felt everyone could see her. So her kindergarten teacher put just like a really soft curtain just in front of the children. So it was at their eye height, so they could just see and feel protected by this curtain. But because we're taller, we could still have the safety of seeing over the top of the curtain. So if that's possible, with your policy and in your kindergarten, please give it a go. It really helped Phoebe with the confidence to go into the bathroom and feel like she was safe and protected from everyone seeing. 
Another thing that we've done for some children is we've turned off the hand dryers and not used the hand dryers in the bathroom because a hand dryer being set off unpredictably by another child can really put off a child from using the bathroom or the water taps. The sound of the water taps can put off children from using the bathroom to the point that some children will only go into the bathroom once the other children have moved out. So just having these conversations sometimes with the children to see if there's something in the kindergarten bathroom that's putting them off might just be a strategy that you can use. I know that in the community at the moment, the early childhood community at the moment, we've combined three-year-old and four-year-old kindergarten program here in Victoria specifically. So I know that a lot of children are starting this three-year-old program now and they're not yet toilet trained. So that's a, it's just an, another challenge, I suppose, for educators and teachers at the moment. I, I feel you. So just trying to make sure the environment is suited to the children as much as possible. So occupational therapists are an incredible resource for that thinking outside the square of whether we can put up a small curtain that's easily to wipe, that's really just so the child feels protected in that space. And if we're changing nappies and things like that, sometimes what I do is put different stickers on the roof. So when children are laying down, sometimes feeling vulnerable as they lay down in an open space, if there's something for the child to look at, whether that be a mobile or a sticker on the roof, it just helps them feel more safe and more, more less vulnerable, I suppose, in that space. Because, you know, it's, it's a tricky one, our toileting. We, we know that children need to feel safe and calm before their body is able to focus on toileting. It's a parasympathetic nervous system function. So if we can try and make this space as calming, whether that be least amount of echo, least amount of in and out for the children when particular children like Phoebe just need to go in there and have their space just a few things to think about so I've given you a few strategies please in the comment section let me know which ones you found most helpful whether you want me to elaborate more on any of these areas in the next episode thank you for listening to my story Um, I really appreciate this platform to be able to share as authentically as I can um, with with you as, as my community. So enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back online soon. Take care. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.